Welcome back to the Two Dudes, Three Legs podcast with your host, Zach Dingy. Tony Capaletti. Today, we're sitting with John Mason, wealth strategist and leading insurance agent at PHP Agency. And today, he's actually here because he just gave a talk to our team. We're down in uh, Fort Lauderdale in this nice villa, villa we rented out for, the villa. for our top 10 sales guys. And um, he just gave a nice speech about insurance, wealth strategy, and basically how to make money, multiply it, and all that good stuff. He was Keep dropping it. gems left and right for everybody. We got it on video. You can see it on the <laughs> YouTube channel. You should probably listen to it. She's just looking for satisfaction. If you want some love, I can show you where to practice. If you got the day, go and book it up. Uh, I'm scheduled event, which is John Mason, which is at 715 tonight. He's coming here. Uh, you know who Patrick David is, by chance? This is right hand man, he's the number one insurance agent. This guy, he has 1,900 insurance agents under him. This snow is so elevator. That means next row, see an alligator. I can't speed up that bitch, so I had to say you'll never see me. Stress him out, I hate it. Who's that? Wow. Super cool. Yeah. This is so cool. This is a podcast, DVD podcast. Inside the vault venue. Wow. We do solar. And we had a Q3 incentive to motivate the guys. And then once they hit a target, we took them down here to Fort Lauderdale. So, John, you're in insurance. We'll go back because we met at the Volt. Oh, yeah. And uh, which is actually funny because the Volt was right here. And now we're back right here together talking. And you're at this villa. I feel like we just had a miniature Volt session. You you just took me to to lunch on my birthday a few weeks ago. I now. That's right. We're back on the water. That's right. So, uh, tell us about... PHP Insurance, Patrick Bird David's company. How did it get started? Or sorry, let me ask it this way. How was it at the ground floor compared to what it is now and what has changed and how have you, how was it at the ground floor? Let's start with that. How much time do I got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with me out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually got into entertainment, did weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate events, MC dancing, all that kind of fun stuff. And then in, in March of 09, my brother's in LA, meets PBD, Patrick, and uh, he says, if you like me, you're gonna love my brother. My brother shows a video of me dancing on YouTube. We connect. I'm in, I live in Fort Lauderdale. I'm in South Florida, they're in LA. So Pat says, I wanna meet you. I fly to LA to go meet Patrick and um, fell in love with the culture, the company, everything was going on. He was with a, a different firm at the time. And then in October of 09, we started PHP Agency. So wait, you were there before PHP even started. You knew Pat. New Pat, right oh, before, he was still smokes. in the building phase before he was an official CEO. That's oh my a God, good time I didn't know that. So, but I was clueless. I have no clue, clue what's going on. And I'm in South Florida. I'm trying to zoom in at the time. There wasn't Zoom, there was something of the sort. It was worse than Skype, let's put it that way. It's worse than so, Skype. Worse than Skype. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to, the video conference in, and no one's on camera. So I'm watching a wall for three hours. It was, it was rough, either way. But uh, when the company got started, there was nothing in place. There was no website. We didn't even have a carrier. Um, Everyone was just confused with what was going on. But what happened is that we believed in what the company stood for, the crusade of what we stood for. We believed in Patrick. We had strong leadership. We had a lot of strong leaders at the time. And when we said, hey, here's the, here's the opportunity. What do you want to do? Everyone left by choice. It was 100% a choice. And when we started the company, everyone was clueless. But we were excited. So um, You had I'm, a mission? And a, and a leader. Was that the key you're saying? Was that crusade, the mission, the vision? The, is that what got you? It was bringing back free enterprise and hope to American families because we have to understand that where the country is now, which should be a whole different podcast, uh, we're not headed in the right direction. We got to steer it back. You know, we have a lot of entitlement people, a lot of, well, I have a degree, I'm entitled to, you're entitled to nothing. Yeah. Go get to work. Everyone has, to, has the same degree that you have. Well, I have a master's. Go to indeed.com. I promise you, there's thousands of people that have the same degree and master that you have. Yeah. So you're not entitled to anything anymore, either way or ever. But uh, we want to bring back the free enterprise, which is opportunity. And that's what we stood for, that's what we still stand for today. But um, the first year, two years, three years, five years was different for me than it was for everybody else. Because I'm in South Florida by myself, everyone's in California working in the office. <laughs> so they had that local leadership. I had to fly in every other month to, to see things, learn things. So it is what it is. But with the company, we made a lot of mistakes, yep. as every startup does. But because of our vision and what we stood for, we just kept going and going. And I think too many people give up when it, when it gets tough. Uh, they say tough times don't last, but tough people do. do. So you have to work on yourself. We kept 
uh, Book of the Month Club. We kept working on leadership development. There's a lot of mentorship, a lot of coaching, a lot of guys that are very logical say, you don't need the rah, 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 just teach me how to sell. No, you need the rah, rah, because you got to be excited. You know, how many times you guys go out, especially when you guys are going to start doing what you're doing, yep. a lot of no's, a lot of rejection, a lot of it's not going to work. You're like, damn, this, like, this sucks. You're getting beaten up all the time. Just give me a little belief. Why do people go to church on Sundays? They want to feel good. They need a pick-me-up for the week. Right. Yep. That's what training really should be about. Give me a pick-me-up because I know what I'm doing. Let me go get to work. So we were very good at getting people in the right mindset. Because yeah. if you're a skill set, if you're a good player, let's, you ever see a professional athlete have a bad game? What do they say? Their head wasn't in the game. They're fine skill-wise. Their head wasn't focused. So that's what most people are missing. You know how to close and sell. You're just mindsets all over the freaking place. So keep your mindset strong and everything else will follow. So we were very good at that. Um, Rich culture. Bring in culture, build in mindset, building thick skin, toughness. Um, you know, on, online, there's a lot of negative stuff because no one knows anything about insurance or the company or whatnot. Yeah. And first five, six years was very rough, very rough. And then in 2014, 2015, things turned a corner for us. Uh, Valuetainment was born. So now we have a presence online. People are like, oh, damn, okay, I didn't realize. Uh, we brought in more carriers. People started making a lot more money. The industry changed. A lot of the, the products that insurance offered. Now I'll get you $3 million with no blood work. Awesome. That's not, that wasn't around before. So things changed. And it made our life easier. It made the industry easier. But I'll say Patrick was the driver. And as you see from the ball, he was the driver. And uh, kept everybody together, kept the leaders together. Uh, you know, we always joke with Pat, he's a freak of nature. You know, try to outwork him, good luck. <laughs> good luck on that one. If the leader's good, everybody rises to the leadership standards. Yes. Yeah, leader's yeah. bad, it falls. Whatever yep. the famous quote is, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But, uh, so give some context, where, where are you guys at now? Where, where is PHP at now? Kay. Where are you at now? So we just got uh, acquired by Integrity Marketing, IMG, Integrity Marketing Group. Uh, they're larger than the Dallas Cowboys, they're larger than the Rangers, they're the largest privately <laughs> held company in, in Texas. Uh, Sounds promising. It's pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on with the company. So now, our firm went from having access to one company, to five companies, to 20 companies, to 400 companies. Wow. So we can offer CVS, Aflac, you know, Fidelity, NLG, Anico, pick one, we got one. North American, AIG, so it's, it makes our life even easier now. Because I can sit down with you, what are your needs, what are your goals, what are you looking for, a tax strategy, retirement, want to protect your IRA, 401k, would you like an account where you can make money, never lose it, and have no fees? Sure, let's talk. Yeah. We have a lot more access to a platform. So uh, we're the second largest acquisition that uh, Integrity went through. They own about 190 different companies right now. It's probably grown since the last time I got that number. Yeah. You guys are uh, number two. We're the, we're the second largest acquisition as of now. Okay. Will there yep. be a larger one soon? I'm sure there will be. Uh, that's just called capitalism. But uh, right. right now we're kicking butt and um, it's grown quickly. That's what I'm doing down here now. I got my office in Boca. We're speaking tomorrow. Yep. We're opening an office in Miami. I'm based in Orlando. So there's a lot of, lot of expansion. All right, there. some fun stuff on that point. Oh, boy. You guys have some crazy speakers. Not like that. You guys have some crazy speakers coming to PHP, <laughs> coming to the events at the Volt. Same Come on, stuff. baby. That's what we do. Who is, uh, who, like, is, is that part of the culture? Is that part of the vision of bringing it? Okay. Or is that more entertainment? No, okay. it's both. Yeah. Patrick said, we're going to have presidents speak at our event. We had Bush. So people that may not even like Bush, here's what's funny. When, when President Bush came, people were like, I don't know how to feel about this. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, like, I don't know how to feel yeah. about this. When he showed up, everyone clapped. You know, there was security, there was guards. There was background checks on everybody. Oh, I'm All sure. the agents had background checks. So we had to be, they had to have the guest list, uh, list within two weeks. So the FBI, the government had to do two weeks background checks on everybody. We get there, security, clear bags, dogs are walking around, secret services around. Probably one of the best speeches I've heard, and we were not allowed to record it. So no one recorded it. Interesting. Uh, but he said something profound. He says, uh, the presidency is bigger than any one person. And the question that was asked was like, oh. So a lot of things that Bush did, it wasn't Bush. He was told to do it. He had to do it. Of course. And people don't realize that. Oh, he's a moron. Yeah. No, he's being told to say it because he's the face. So you have to realize that the president's playing a role. Yeah. Uh, but he did a lot of stuff on leadership. And I'm like, damn, what? A wow. So a lot of us that maybe didn't like Bush, you actually would have liked Bush. Then we had a chance to meet with him. Then we had to bring in Kobe Bryant. Same event. First was Bush, then was Kobe Bryant. So Kobe Bryant Insane. shows up. And if you go to YouTube, it's probably the most viewed and oh, liked interview on YouTube, especially with the Uh And you've seen it. It's, a, it's an amazing interview about mindset uh, and his struggles. He's very, very transparent. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the last big official video or interview 
that Kobe did before he passed, which was I remember. crazy. Um, we then had, he just interviewed Shaq. Then he did, well, <laughs> oh, then he did Shaq. We've had, um, uh, we need one more person. We need Jordan. We gotta figure out how to get Jordan in the room. He's a pretty hefty price that guy's, tag. Yeah, that guy's no yeah. joke. Yeah, he's that a million no plus joke. just to sit down All with All right, you. this is perfect. So, you ever heard of the game Fuck, Mary Kill? Come on, you've had to hear no? the game Fuck, Mary Kill. That? Fuck, Mary Kill, we're like, what kind of right, podcast we, we doing? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we give you three names. We're like, all right. Fuck, Mary kill, Rihanna, Beyonce, and Sierra. You have to have sex with oh, one of them. Sexual and fuck one. Okay, yeah. so we do business, bankrupt, and bubble bath. So who so, would you go into business with? Okay, this is Who would you somewhere. bankrupt? And who would you take a bubble Kardashians, bath with? Kardashians, bankrupt Kardashians. <laughs> it's a waste of a but hold up, show. no, no, no. Out of all the speakers you've had. Kardashian. Was <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing. Screw it. Out of all the okay. speakers you've had at, the, at, at events. Who would I um, business business bankrupt and going to bubble, bubble bath, bath with? with? Who are you taking a bubble bath with? Uh, <laughs> so business with yep Shaq. Interesting. Uh, Shaq understands money and business. I mean, he owns. Uh, say the first yeah. one. Uh, he owns everything. Everything. Yeah. So business, uh, very smart, very intelligent. He also has several hundred million dollars inside of annuities. He loves insurance because you know those are safe and protected. So he's a big believer of the insurance sector as well, but he owns five guys, he owns yep. fitness clubs, he owns everything, sponsorships. So, uh, so I, I think Shaq is a brilliant uh, genius uh, business person um, as he was a speaker. Who would I want to bankrupt? Damn. I know, that's a, that's a rough Very one. No, because, because there hasn't been a bad speaker. I wouldn't bankrupt anybody that we've had. Correct. So I, I can't that's even good. give you a name. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't that's put fair. It's, it's oh, the, I almost don't want to allow that answer. How about, how about Andrew Fassett? <laughs> Who already basically did. No. no. Uh, but Bubble Bath? I can't say Shaq again, huh? So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a big um, ass bath. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it, it's got to be a female, but we haven't had too many females. We just had uh, Layla Ali show up. Layla Ali is Muhammad Ali's uh, daughter. Oh my God. Professional athlete, boxer. Uh, now she's like a model. She has a cooking thing she does. I, I think she's the only like she's the only female speaker we've actually had. So I have to choose her. So bubble bath, Layla Ali. Layla, if you're watching, just saying, girl. You know, <laughs> limited options here. But hey, you're so cute. Okay. So <laughs> she's. I think she's married or dating some kind of football player or something now. But her actual interview was at the last one we did. Yeah. Phenomenal. And you know what's actually interesting? Layla Ali and Shaq both spoke at our last one. Oh wow! Full circle. Interesting. I, I just thought of that. John, real quick, you, earlier you mentioned how much valuetainment played a role in Patrick and the company really blowing up. You know, why do you think that is having to do with content and putting out material like that? Okay, uh, let me give you a certain couple points of that. When you teach something, do you become better at it? Of course. So one thing that Patrick did, he's, by him forcing to get ready to do a valuetainment show, he was teaching, which made him better. Dude, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Which made the company stronger. Yeah. So every time that we teach at a training, we're training on a topic, so we learn it and we implement, it makes us stronger leaders. So Valuetainment forced Patrick to grow faster because he had to have the content ready. So if you're doing a podcast, you have to have your content ready. So I think that's number one. Number two, for the first couple of years, no one knew that Pat was a CEO of PHP because it had nothing to do with PHP. It was about value and entertaining. Because nope. first it was called Two Minutes with Pat. Yeah, I remember that. And you never and did two minutes, right? It's called two minutes of Pat. <laughs> so I think I told you so. Yeah, it's two minutes of Pat. And then we did a retreat like this, and we all had to draw certain things out. And I do a lot of impersonations, different things. So we, for whatever reason, we pick best impersonation of two minutes of Pat, and we lost it. I said, guys, I'm Patrick. So I actually played the role of Patrick in the video, doing the, doing the whole things he does, his hands, his maneuvers, everything, so his body language. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff we did. Pat's, and then we watched, everyone did their videos at the end. We all got into the theater room, the rest of the house we rented, and we're all sitting there. Pat's sitting right next to me, and they know what's going on. So Pat looks at me with that, those eyes. He goes, I'm like, you're going to be all right. So Pat fell to the floor laughing. He falls out, out of his chair laughing, and he's dying. Everyone's laughing hysterically, and this is two minutes of Pat still. And the challenge with two minutes with Pat is that it never went two minutes. It was just minutes with Pat. When he's done, he's done. By the way, same way it is right now. We have no idea when he's done. Um, so they rebranded it to Valuetainment because it adds value and it is entertaining. It's a great so bring it together. It's a great brand. And then Valuetainment was born. And what happened there was when Pat got the Ferrari and they did the uh, 90 seconds, uh, Life of an Entrepreneur 90 seconds, 
That had 35 million views within 48 hours. So that blew up. Uh, even our competitors were showing that video in their trainings. So it put PHP in a level, but it was almost like you weren't talking about it yet, but you didn't realize how much press we're getting. Because you're showing the video of our company, why don't you just work with the company of the CEO that is? Oh, what? Wait, Patrick's CEO? Yeah. Uh, I hope that made sense for a second. But, oh, I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yep. so valuetainment was just being talked about. Value, entrepreneurship, scalability, mindset, don't quit, don't give up. In generally speaking, that everybody can connect with no matter what industry you're in. And then people were asking, what does Patrick do? Is he a prince? Does he inherit money from oil? Like, what was it? <laughs> and then it came out, he's the CEO of PHP. Well, who's PHP? Wait, that's... And then it started getting around and it gave us a lot of credibility in the beginning. Um, when people look up you know, the company online, oh, wait, Pat's a CEO? That makes sense. So someone asked, what's it like working at PHP? I said, do you like the vault? They said, yeah, we love the vault. It's amazing. Would you go back in this year? Oh, we're going back next year. That's PHP. Every day. What you went through with the vault, I've been trained on the last 14 years. Yeah. Leadership and mentorship and why that's going to make you guys powerful because you're taking that and applying it to your business now. Oh, 100%. And no matter what industry you're in, that information is transferable. So you and I, we can go start any business. What do you want to start? And take the same principles, the same values, the same foundation and standards and put it there and we're going to be successful because success leaves trails. It's like working out at any gym. We can go to any gym and work out. If you have the good form, good diet, good workout, 20 pounds is 20 pounds. Yep. Difference might be the grip. You know, but the weights are the weights. It's the same thing in business. So uh, valuetainment gave a lot of extra training, a lot of credibility. It forced the leaders, including Pat, to PBD to grow and mature faster, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It just seems like there's so much cross-pollination, if you will, where <laughs> this one thing makes this grow, and then as that grows, it makes this grow, mm -hmm. and it's just a triangle of growth all around. So, I mean, it's amazing that you get to be part of that every day. Going to the vault literally changed my life, yeah. Oh, yeah. his life. I mean, yeah. even just sitting here tonight, the guys who were with us, what you experienced listening to him for how long did you even speak? Was it an no, hour? No, no idea. Was that long? I mean, I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was well, like even, 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 a, even, even to, to uh, you know, prove your point, when you stood up at the vault, you stood up and actually spoke. Yeah. Most people didn't get up because they were afraid they were going to get pushed back or so-and-so. But you actually had the courage to stand up and ask a question. Not many people did that. Yeah. So that even allowed you to grow as a person and as a leader and your team's in the terrifying. Scene. Hell yeah, it was. Because <laughs> Pat's on stage, because if you don't like the Dude, answer, yeah, bro. He's got that brutal, like, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> and like, if, if I'm standing there talking, it'd be no problem. But just you're there and you're like, ah, 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 You want like your question terrified. to make sense. Of course, yeah. And yeah. some of the, the things that we were, were going over, some people were like, what's going on? We were in a group. And I'm in the group with a couple of CEOs of different big companies. Uh, some are restaurant owners, some are other, other owners. And you're looking at the perspective and these guys are smart. Like this was the crew. I'm like, we, and we were figuring things out and questions were asking. And then you're seeing people get up and ask a question and we're like, where are they going with this? So you asked a very intelligent question so you got a good answer. But even still people that didn't ask a good question, I still applaud them for getting up and trying because yeah, most people did not even get up to try. <clears throat> I posted something on, uh, on Instagram earlier about being a loser. Um, the grandfather talks to the young girls and the girl starts crying and says, Grandpa, am I ugly? He says, what are we talking about? You're beautiful inside and out. Am I a loser? So you want to know what a loser is? Someone that doesn't even try. Yeah. That's a loser. You don't even try. You've lost. That's a loser. Getting up and making mistakes or failing or whatever it is, that's not a loser. You made some mistakes. Go again. Go again. You only lose when you give up. So the real loser didn't even try or they give up. That's the difference. Losing is learning, baby. Yes, it no take, such take, thing. It's the else. Take the lesson, live it, learn it. Let so it talk about yourself then a little bit. Um, your story of you went from breakdancing, entertainment. Breakdance to finance. Breakdance break break oh, to There you finance. go. That's fire. If that's not the name of this, I don't know what it is. That's so the episode. Breakdance to finance. <laughs> you went from breakdancing to finance. You're in insurance now and you're very successful at it. What was the transition? Why? What sparked it? Was it Pat? Was it you? Was it a different lifestyle? Okay. Was it money? I think most people get into any opportunity initially for money to start. Yeah. Uh, right. It's, it's normal. It's okay. You know, not everyone's a crusader. Oh, I want to go fix the road. No, most people, most, okay, are the exceptions? Sure. 
Most get into any opportunity because they heard there's a lot of money in it. Why do people get into solar? I've heard there's a lot of money. Why insurance? I heard there's a lot of money. Why real estate? Heard there's money. They just heard there's money. They don't know the, the work ethic it's going to take, but they just heard. I heard through the great run. So with me, I was out of college, got into entertainment, living at my parents' house. I'm broke as shit. You guys curse, so I can curse too. Um, I was at a point, I didn't even want to take a girl on a date because I didn't even want to pay for the meal. I was so freaking broke. I'm like, please order a salad. Ouch. If they got a steak, I'm ordering the water. You know, <laughs> Olive Garden was awesome. It's soup and salad. Which one do you want? <laughs> you know, and it's unlimited. Yes. Yeah. Don't right? forget about the breadsticks. The breadsticks. Bread and they love it. You can get away with that. All day. It's all day. So Fake high end. So I'm living in my parents' house. I'm not making a lot of money. I just started an entertainment company doing kind of stuff, and I bought into different things. Um, 2008 hits. Mom and dad took a bad hit uh, in their investments. My grandfather lost half his money. My uncle up in New York actually lost 300 grand or so in his 401k. And I'm sitting here thinking, I went to school, I got my degree, I know nothing about money. They don't teach money in high school or college or your job. So the real pandemic in this country is lack of financial literacy because it's not what you make, it's what you keep. When you're voting for a president, do you even know why you're voting? Well, my parents did, I understand they did, but do you know why you're voting? I don't like that person, why? Because I don't like them. You don't know the first thing about their policies, their taxes. Their, so people are not voting so logically because they don't understand what the hell's going on. They don't teach these things. And a lot of this is finance. Like the stimulus check, not smart. It's going to hurt a lot more people. The college thing, it's going to hurt a lot of th people. don't understand it. So, so I wanted to learn what the hell was going on and whatever has happened to my family, I want to make sure it never happened again. So my mission was not just to make money, it was what I could do with the money. I wanted to make sure my parents were set. I wanted to make sure my family didn't struggle anymore. I wanted to make sure that I was taken care of because what are most people fighting about? What are most people bitching about? What are most divorces over? What are most breakups over? Money, issues, what are health issues? I'm stressed out about what? Money, not having too much of it. Where's the next paycheck coming from? Why did everyone need a stimulus check? What if we didn't need it? We shouldn't have needed it but people don't plan properly. We spend more than we make. We don't understand debt. If I go to the college kid that's a freshman, okay, said, okay, here's your game plan. You're gonna go into debt right now, 25,000, 50,000 a year, give or take, and when you come out of school, here's what's gonna happen. Here's this, you're not gonna have a job. If I gave them the game plan, college would shut down. Right, you wouldn't do it. Why the hell are we charging an 18-year-old kid $100,000? $400 for a textbook, it costs six bucks to make. Accounting has not changed in 400 years. Right. Why do we keep charging for the freaking textbook? <laughs> oh, when I go, go to Amazon and like, like seriously, give me a break. It's stupid. Right. You don't need a freaking degree anymore. Do you need a degree for solar? Of course You guys not. are making a multiple six in the, yeah. Of course not. You, anything that's in sales will pay you the highest of any profession. Of course. But selling is not being pushy, abrasive, or aggressive. Selling is asking questions, solving problems. Yes. That's all sales is. Oh, I want to be a salesperson. Why not? What's wrong with being a salesperson? Because you got sold on going to school. You got sold on that. Everything is sales. Right. So, and everyone is also in sales. Everyone is in sales. No matter what you're doing. You got you're it. You're selling yourself to the interviewer. You're you selling got yourself it. to the company. Mm -hmm. When someone walks in the door, you're selling yourself the company That's that you're sales. with. So, so learning how to be a professional salesperson is one of the most uh, respectable professions because you're helping solve issues. You're helping solve issues. As long as you're built on morals, values, and principles of really trying to help and solve and fix, you're in a good place. And there's different industries for different reasons. What you guys do, you help people with their bills, right? You help people get different types of energies and different things as well, and they feel good about it. You know, I'm on the financial side of insurance. I help with savings and taxes and retirement. I make sure people never lose any money. They could pass the money to the family tax-free. Like, there's so many things that we all do, but there's different roles we play. So, they don't teach sales in college. Oh, they teach you how to go to school, get a job, go work for somebody else, get into debt. Where's the American dream? Buying a house doesn't mean the American dream anymore. That's getting them more debt. Becoming financially free is the American dream. This, Having opportunity. This is the land of all what? Opportunity. I never heard the land of all jobs. <laughs> right. What kind of dream is this? What country are we in? America. It's called the American dream. Ever hear the Brazilian dream? Never heard that one. Argentinian dream? Iranian dream? Spanish, it's American dream. People come to this country for opportunity. Right. And right now, the way the country's going, they're wasting it away. They're pissing it away because they feel entitled. I have a degree, good for you. I can get one in six months now. 
the, the, the value of a degree has gone down. The value of a master's. And, the, kids went back to and the money in college is going I up. I went to JU, Jackson University, right? Played soccer at JU. When I was going there, it was 25000 a year. Now it's 40 plus. What? It's a bad what? product. I feel like Accounting, again, hasn't changed. Science hasn't changed. What are you right. charging more for? Right. Well, inflation, that's a big freaking jump. Right. Now, on top of that, here's the other thing. I went to go visit about a year or two ago. Right, I got the Lambo, I drove it up, I was gonna try and show it off a little bit right now. And, uh, and fucking figures, no one's at school. <laughs> right, right, so, actually, well, I wanted to go see the school because everything was, it's gorgeous there. It is gorgeous there. Soccer field's phenomenal. My buddy, uh, Marcelo's the new coach there. They're doing a great job with the school. Um, it, the buildings are brand new, like, they, it looks phenomenal. When I was there, uh, uh, but uh, it's still a good school, private school. But um, when I went there, I went into the Davis School of Business, and I see this sign, stay an extra year and get your master's. What the hell have you mastered in one year with no real world experience? Oh, it's become a piece of paper and a business. School is no longer a place of learning, getting experience, and becoming better, and adding to the, to, the, to the economy. It's more about how much more money can we make off of you. And that's sad. It's no longer a place of higher learning. It's more higher debt. Sorry. And the people that, oh, this one blew my mind. And this is my own school, so I'm pretty, I don't know how to even interpret it. They have an entrepreneur class. Pretty cool. It was taught by someone that's never random. <laughs> Why is an employee teaching an entrepreneur class? Why can't a business owner come in that's actually gone through the struggles of startups, et cetera, et cetera, then teach the class? They've had someone that never really ran a business that's teaching entrepreneurship. Is that a paradox, an oxymoron? I don't even know what the hell that's called. All of the above. All of the above. So, stupid. I appreciate their attempt, but their execution was off. Um, your question was what, how I got started? <laughs> Going back oh, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went this way. Well, just, oh. Why? But well, that's, that's why. Really but listen, that's in. why. Because financial freedom and teach. It was how first about money. Okay, how I got started. First how about got money started. and then financial so freedom. So how I got started. But that's why I got started. Yep. Uh, I wanted to make sure my family was in a better spot. Um, you know, I've been with the firm for Like, were years. you breakdancing and someone said, hey, you can make money selling insurance? And you were like, <laughs> it's come it's, over here. Let me talk to you. You have to isolate. You're like isolate, this. Isolate. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, he just um, popped it hard, bro. <laughs> So <laughs> it, it came down to, well, when I got started, I was part-time. So I still did the entertainment, and then I did the, the insurance on the side. And I built it out part-time. And this is a great part-time option that most people don't realize you can do part-time. So I wanted to make sure that my family was set. But in the first couple of years, it sucked. It flat-out sucked because I'm learning skills I didn't have. Um, Pat, I remember... Probably three or four months in, I went to, the, I went to California, so Tom was ready. Patrick hops on a call with me. We tried to do Skype, but it was a disconnect. The audio wasn't working. He's sitting down with his white shirt on. He's got his headphones in with the wire. The video's on. I spent an hour and a half with him going over every rebuttal that I could think of. Who the hell am I? I'm a freaking trainee. I'm a trainee. This guy's making XYZ amount of money, and he's training the newest guy because I was committed, I showed up, I was serious, I wasn't doing whatever, I was doing more than was, what was expected. He says, okay, John's committed, I'm gonna work with John directly. He started working with me directly. So we went through an hour and a half, I have it on a white pad, all the rebuttals. When the client says this, I say what? And we role played it, role played it, role played it. And what's kept me with Patrick, what's kept the company so tight, what makes the culture different, a lot of it is Pat and our relationships. Relationships are the foundation of any business which I think you guys are doing a great job doing because you're bringing guys here having a good time. And I've been with the firm now 14 years, the same company. I didn't go from company to company to company, same company. And the first several years sucked, but we stuck it out. Mm. Then there was an equity program and this, that, and the other came out. But because of being with Patrick, being with PHP, being in insurance and learning what I've learned, my parents have not had to come out of pocket for a bill the last seven years. So the reason I got started did come true to fruition. So I didn't spend a lot of money for the first maybe 10 years. I just saved, saved, saved. Because money gives you one thing. We talked about this earlier. What's money give you? Choices. Choices. No one said buy the freaking Lambo. But if you want to, go ahead. You want to go buy the Pharaohs or the Louis? Go ahead. You have choices now. 
Money just gives you an option. But if you don't want to do it, then just save it, invest it, or take It's up to you. I want to make sure parents and family were set first. I have savings investments, then I get to go play. The challenge in America is, you know what people did with the stimulus check? Spent it. Not even invested. Right. Spent. Yeah. I've never seen the mall so busy. It's sad, honestly. I agree. I mean, if you're getting money from the government to pay your bills because you're behind or you need some help, why are you going to the mall? That's not what it was there for. Now California wants to do the same freaking thing. No. You're giving it, I'm not gonna get the politics, this is <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast, but we'll Listen, let's get back focus here. Last question and then Tony, you can ask your question. You talked about it before. PVD talks about it all the time. That's his biggest thing right now. What do you think of the market right now? What do you think someone should do in the next 12 to 36 months? And opportunity. What do you think That's it. Opportunity. PHP got started in 09, which was what? Peak of the recession. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. When it comes to insurance, um, during the pandemic, we grew 60% every quarter because people are afraid of dying and this and the other. People need life insurance. Our phones blew up. So I'm glad that we could service the consumer because they needed it, because people were passing away. Um, people were afraid of losing the money. Well, guess what? In index products or fixed products, how much money is ever lost? Zero. So people that were afraid of losing money, guess what? Protected it. But John, what about the growth? Well, the index products also get the growth of the market too. So wait, you mean you can get growth and no losses using insurance products? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So when the market's down, we're excited because clients aren't losing, and now, you have to realize that fear sharpens listening. So when someone said, oh, my account's good, yeah, the market's been up 14 years, good for you. Now there's a big dip, people are gonna become more aware, saying, damn, I gotta do something to protect what I have. Insurance plays the Dennis Rodman of, of, of finance, it's the defense. It protects everything. When the markets go up, our clients are happy because they're making money. So when the market's up, they're making money. When the market's down, they're not losing it. They're happy in either market, but during a recession, people are more aware. So if the market's down like 1,200 points a few weeks ago, um, that starts more conversations. I'm excited in a way where we have the ability to help those that want it. Are people gonna lose a lot of money? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, a lot of stubbornness. A lot of people, oh, my financial advisor. You know what FM stands for now? Effing moron. Uh, a lot of those people are. He goes, he goes, that's your FM advisor, right? He looks him dead in the eyes. He's like, what? Yeah, you're a fucking moron advisor. <laughs> I didn't want to curse on camera. John, John curse. what was the, the analogy with the Chicago Bulls uh, for investments? Yeah, that was good. Can you drop that? So, yeah. So, so, when it comes to money and finance, there's typically four places you can put money there's cash, there's stock, there's real estate, there's insurance. Okay? And you get to pick whatever you want to do. But, Cash is a liquid, it's safe, it ain't going nowhere, got it. But it's gotta start earning money, otherwise you're behind because of inflation, cost of living, they call that COLA, cost of living adjustment. So you have to make sure you're keeping up with at least inflation and the cost of living. Then you have your stocks, your IRAs, mutual funds, ETFs, crypto, anything where it's up, but it's also down. down. You got it. Not bad to have, you should have some, it's okay. Just be careful with what's going on, depending on your risk tolerance, your age, your income, your expenses, all the things you gotta consider. You're allowed to have some equities, just be aware. Then you got your real estate investments. Real estate's the one investment that's made the most millionaires, and it's the one investment that's what? Bankruptcy. Caused the most bankruptcy. So I didn't know that. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy. I did not know right? that either. So if you look at it this way, stock is always going up. That's your growth. That's your offense. That's your offense, right? That's your Michael Jordan. Always good there, always reliable. Then you got real estate. It's reliable, this, that, and the other, but it's also failed every now and again. That's your Scottie Pippen. He's there to back up Jordan. He's always there. The one sector of finance that's never lost any money in the Great Depression, the recession, or the pandemic, and it enhances, protects, and secures all the portfolio, is the insurance sector, because insurance plays defense. That's your Dennis Rodman. So why was Dennis Rodman brought to the Bulls? Not to score points. But Rebound to, and defense. Defense. To bring attitude and make sure that if something were to happen, it steps in. But he's also the one person you never wanted to talk about. <laughs> insurance, you never want to talk about it. But when things break or goes wrong, what's the first thing you're looking for? Where's my insurance policy? Right, right. And what's funny about life insurance, though, is when you think of the word insurance, you think of something's gonna break, die, go wrong, or fail for it to be used. It's an expense. Car insurance, expense. Homeowner's expense. Renter's expense. Life insurance, you know, so I have my car insurance bill. I got my homeowner's bill. Everything's a bill. I get it. Life insurance may be the only bill that covers all your other bills if something were to happen. Yeah. 
and it, 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 it protects safety. yeah of course and life insurance has more living benefits today than it ever has and that's what they call it, life insurance not death insurance so you have your permanent death benefit you have your living benefit to cover long-term care costs and that kind of stuff but then there's cash and it's tax-free that you can use and leverage and utilize the right way long term is there term life sure term is great it's got its benefits everything's got a pro and a con depends on what your needs are you know you've talked about your accident were you expecting that accident yeah we planned it you plan exactly right <laughs> that's why they call it an accident right so it could have been worse right shit happens but you know glad you're here obviously but shit happens it's just a matter of understanding where money and finance plays a role so you have the cash your stock your real estate insurance go ahead knock yourself out but realize the markets will recover, but your counts may not. And there are still people that are still recovering from 2008. You know, oh, I have seven properties. Your asset rich, liquid poor, you still haven't recovered because you lost the properties. Credit score goes through the, the it, a lot of things aren't the way they plan. I'm just gonna go into invest in real estate. Well, now you're also a property manager. And you have a lot more expenses that you, that you didn't think about. You think because you read one book on investing, now you're, that doesn't work that way. It's a business. It doesn't work that way, you're, yeah. and you're gonna make some mistakes. Yeah. So even if you make the mistakes, don't stop. Just where did you do wrong? Where did you go wrong? Maybe get some mentorship. Find someone that's way ahead of you and seek mentorship. Going to the vault was the best thing you guys could have done. So I agree. I, I hope that kind of makes sense with putting yeah. money in different places, leveraging, utilizing. Nothing's wrong. It just depends on suitable. Does it make sense for what you're looking to do? If it does, there you go. Yep. So I always like to ask this question at the end. Uh, I feel like you may have touched on it a little bit in what you were saying earlier, but I'll still pose the question and you answer it however you feel fit. You're not my type, sorry. Damn. <laughs> uh, well, that ends our podcast for today. <laughs> I always like to ask at the end of the day when you're speaking to people and you're looking to help people because you're very mission over commission driven, which mm -hmm. is, I love you said that before. I'm going to take that with me forever. Sure. What is your message to people at the end of the day? What do you always want to get across to someone when you're speaking to them and providing them with advice? You know, be open. Be open. Um, things are different today than they've ever been. I think most people are set in their way. They're very stubborn. Uh, oh, I read this. I know, but that's not how it works because you read it. You have to understand things work. You know, we were talking earlier. You know, he just learned something different about how different companies and things work. But he was told one thing and showed but be open to learn what else is out there. Uh, well, my parents said, I understand. When you buy advice, you buy the life. Do you want your parents' life? If you do, then go ahead and listen to them. If you don't, it doesn't matter if they're friends, best friends, family, it doesn't matter. If you get that advice from them, you're going to wind up that way. So one of my favorite movies is Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith, oh. right? Great movie. And he's going through struggles. He's walking down the street and he sees a guy with a Ferrari. And he makes a joke, I'm gonna, you know, feed a meter, you know, I'll, I'll return it later, or give it back. And he says, I got two questions. What do you do, how you do it? He says, I'm a stockbroker. He went up to a complete stranger because he saw a track record of success because luxury items show success because there's financial backing behind it. And he had the guts and courage to ask, what do you do? I don't care what my family does, they're broke. What do you do? And then he followed that path. And along the way, what? Negative, 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 negative. Anytime you start something, 90 plus percent of the time, it's negative family, negative friends. So Tony Robbins said a long time ago, it's one of my favorite things. Have you ever met, and I don't think he said this part, but have you ever met a negative, successful person? I haven't. Because right. they don't go hand in hand. Right. It's always the bitter, broke, busted, disgusted, pain in the asses that whine, bitch, complain that are negative. Yeah. You know what the successful person says? Give it a go. Yeah. Try again. Did it work out? Try again. What you learn from it? Let's process it. Let's go again. Let's try again. That's what success means. Keep going. Try again. Opportunity to try again. So Tony Robbins said, there's going to be three phases you're going to go through. First, you're going to be ridiculed. Friends stop talking about you. People no longer invite you to the parties anymore. Number two is you're violently opposed. Now they're nasty. Now the negative rumors start being blasted around you and don't talk to him, don't talk to him. That's negative. And you feel just so freaking like, damn. You keep pushing through, you keep pushing through. Then it becomes self-evident. You become the success story. And then those people come up to you and says, <laughs> I always knew you'd do it. You were that person. You were a special kid growing up. In the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, bullshit. You should have believed in me five years ago.
only you can believe in yourself. And, and I don't want to get spiritual on the podcast or anything, but there's only two people that have to believe in you, you and somebody else. That could be you and a sideline. That could be you and a partner. That could be you and a mentor. That could be you and God. That could be you, but you and somebody else. And that's all you need. Those are the two. Ooh, so, and if you have Hallelujah. Them, right? That's a bar. And if, you, and if you don't have anybody else, you better look up. That guy's got your back. And God will never give you more than he knows you can handle. So no matter how stressed out you are, take a step back. Take a deep breath. If you want a book recommendation, go study Letting Go by David Hawkins. Sick freaking book. We talked about it at the vault with Power, Power Forces Force, right? Yes. Go read Letting Go, though. Yeah. You study that book, watch how your energy changes. When the times get tough, you're like, oh, I got this. Let's go. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, the house is burning. Okay, get everyone out. Let's go. You're relaxed. <laughs> Ooh. You're relaxed. And I think a lot of people um, get into anxiety too fast either way. But um, just be open to learn something different. Be careful of your associations, which is when you buy advice, you buy the life, because if you hang around the wrong people, that's going to rub off on you. If you hang around whiners and complainers, you're probably a whiner and a complainer. Mm. You hang around a couple guys that make a couple million, you're probably going to make a couple million because the language is different. There's a reason why you can't talk to certain people. Like, I can't talk to certain people anymore. And a lot of friends that I grew up with, some of them are just very negative. And I love them as people, though, but I can't talk. They don't have the same ambitions that I have. And, I, and nothing against them, just I can't talk business with you, politics. I can't talk religion. I can't talk family. Like, our values and principles just aren't the same. I love you as a person. I always will. Cool. But just because we were friends in high school doesn't mean we're friends now if we've grown, if, we, if we're different. Um, it sounds like it's probably because they're not open. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hope I'm saying it the right way, but they haven't grown. And being open means being able to grow and allow yourself, damn, I messed up there. Let me grow from that. Let me grow from that. You know, take responsibility. Have accountability. Most people don't want to grow because they don't want responsibility or accountability. Right. It's the, they have the ability but they don't want the responsibility or the accountability because right. it requires you to actually commit. I did, a, I did a reel the other day about deciding. Why can't people make a decision? Because when you decide, you actually have to commit and there's no looking back because if you look at the suffix side, C-I-D-E, it's the end, death, or killing off of. Decide, genocide, homicide, suicide. Gen anything kind of back to, any kind of side, it's over. Now you're this way. I gotta decide. They can't decide. They have analysis by paralysis, and next thing you know, six months later, they're in the same That's boat. That's huge for solar. I don't know if you guys just caught that. This side. Big time. Tony, can you talk a little bit about what your accident did for your energy and then cycle it back to what John mentioned earlier, which involved like the financial burden that comes from an unexpected event and how you guys have like really built yourselves through the recession that we're experiencing today? So go back to power versus force, okay? If you go back to power versus force, and I don't know the exact order, but courage is the middle point. Below courage in the bottom, it's shame, guilt, grief, uh, anger, right? And anger gives you energy. Let's go fucking do it. But it's negative. Like, damn, you're like, right? It's but you're pumped up. It's a motivator. Then there's pride. Is it pride falls before the fall or something like that? Is that what it calls? Pride? Pride comes before the fall. Pride comes before the fall. Is that the right quote? I believe so. I'm off with quotes tonight, by the way. So thanks for <laughs> saving my ass. <laughs> as much reading as I do, you think I remember this stuff. So, you know, a lot uh, to remember. I just know it. That's the thing. I got to say it out. But pride comes before the fall, and it's right before it's for courage. So, it's courage, pride, anger. So, maybe you went through anger for a little bit. You were pissed off at the world. You had grief. You felt resentment towards stuff. Then you have blame, victim mentality. Why this? Why that? This shouldn't be da 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 da. And then you go from courage saying, okay, I'm going to win this fucking thing. I'm going to come out. I'm going to beat this freaking thing. You watch what I do. Then you go into acceptance. Then you go into love and joy. And then energy changes. And you're like, hey, it's all good, baby. I don't know when. So with my accident, it was weird, man. I just, I think I just accepted it right I think away. it was instant. I, for some, I never went through the depression. I was never upset about it. I just was instantly grateful I lived. There you go. I, like the second I was laying there, I was like, oh, I remember it. I didn't. I didn't hit my head, I didn't get knocked out. I was so coherent at the accident, I handed the cop my license when he came. I, so I just remember being there and I'm like, oh man, this might be it. And I was very calm. And I never During the had, accident, during the accident, yeah, like, like, like that. I was certainly in yeah. shock. So yeah. that could have helped with my calmness, but 
even the next day I woke up in the hospital and I, you know, sleeping, I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, where am I at? In the hospital. Oh yeah, my leg's gone. And I just instantly grateful I lived. And I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm sociopathic. I never experienced the dabda, the loss, you know, depression, anger, bargaining. Or what was the uh, secret? You, you actually gave away the secret, but what's the secret? You actually said it several times. What? You gave away the secret. You went to something right away. Oh, I skipped right to uh, grateful. Boom. I was just so, yeah. You and went then, to gratitude. And then I, you know, I showed my gratitude and it came back at me very quickly. And I just received so much positive support. Yeah. And it just grew and grew and grew. And it was, it was a weird thing. Uh, but ever since then, I never lost that sense of gratitude. And like, my life has become just implicitly better. It's like I wasn't doing any of this stuff, making any of this type of money or spending time with positive people before my accident. I was kind of lost in the world, really. You know, I was doing okay things. I had my real estate thing going. But Do you think that happened for a reason? Absolutely. If I could go back, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I might have went a little faster. I hit that thing and I gained some serious positivity. <laughs> so I, something was in that rock I hit. <laughs> um, Is that what happened? You hit a rock on the road? Uh, I was riding at night and I didn't realize I was on a 90 degree turn, thought I was on a straightaway, so I'm hammering it. And by the time I realized I'm off the other side of the road, hit a huge rock, like a boulder the size of this piece okay. over here. And uh, did a couple front flips. I like to think I did a misty at one point because I'm pretty athletic. And uh, the Olympics are coming up, so we, we, well, I, can, I already know I Paralympics are going to kill it. <laughs> the Paralympics, he said. Um, I forgot the point I was making, but... Gratitude, you stayed in gratitude, you got right into it, I was talking about the action. Yeah, I just, you know, the, the, I skipped all the, the negative and then just fed on the positive so much and it just, it exponentially grew and grew and grew and people were feeding me positivity because I think they thought I was going to experience that mm. negativity, so they were giving me all their positivity and, you know call it what you will, but that, the vibrations are real, man. Yeah. When people are throwing positive things at you and mm -hmm. just saying nice things to you, or like... Look at the sign above you. Fine. <laughs> good vibes. Good there vibes. you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's how it worked for me, and I, I, I believe yeah. in that spectrum for sure. And then you just ascend up through it. And I, and I think the gratitude is in every part of your life, because the moment you're more grateful, the attitude of gratitude will get you further. And you're grateful for an opportunity. You're grateful for your life. You're grateful for your friendship, grateful for your business, for your, your, your sidelines, your teammates, your, your friends, your family. The more gratitude you are, the more people want to hang around you. It's the bitter and complaining people that bitch you don't even want to talk to. I don't have time. For I don't even understand that. how people can still be better and complain. Like I don't even. <laughs> it, it's be, it's a mindset, buddy, and that's how. Yeah. That's how well, no, I mean it's I a mindset. It. That's how they grow, they grew up that way because their parents probably are like that. Yeah. And someone and someone and take someone and say. Why are you bitching all the time? Stop it. And then someone changes, then you just become positive, and then you become the influence. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I fell into that trap for a while. What the hell? I'm like, and I'm like, how is being negative and bitter helping? It does not. It's oh. not. Let me let it go, because I have a couple knee surgeries. I still got my legs, thank God, right? But you're in a different situation. But how did you go from gratitude, and I'm the one bitching about it? Right. So I could get a lesson from you, like, okay. And actually, you know what? I think that's why I skipped it all because I lost my leg, whatever. I lost my foot. I got a new one. It's great. I don't it bounces. Even have to wash it. Yeah, it bounces. It's awesome. Yeah. I watched somebody go through something much, much worse. My father had ALS and he slowly died for six years and he didn't bitch, moan, or complain one time. Never. Mm. He was a big, fat Italian guy. His two favorite things in the world were fucking yapping and eating. And that was the first thing he lost. It's, it's a muscular disease where it just yeah, yeah, eats yep, your muscles. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the, again, the first thing he lost was his ability to talk and eat. Yeah, it goes. And it's like, he never complained one fucking time. He had me laughing every single day I went to visit him. And uh, after watching him do that, like, I don't feel like I have the right to complain about anything in my life. It's perspective. Yeah, man. It's perspective. I feel like I was somewhat enlightened through him. And now I don't venture to that side of the spectrum because I know there's nothing good in there. If people bitch, think about what they're bitching about, the silliest things. 
and they have control over it. Because you have control of your attitude and your activity. You get to pick both. Right. If you don't like what's going on, change your attitude. If you're in business and you're not making a lot of money, change your activity. It's very interesting that you control both. Good for you. Zach, can you just share a little bit about, people might not really understand why like uh, someone who manages a sales team might want to have like a pro like John Mason come in and do a little bit of coaching in the world of financial literacy. Can yeah. you just share a little bit about why it was important for to have John here and then wrap it up? Yeah. Um, as a leader, I think that it's, I, I try to lead my team in all aspects of life. I want these guys to make money, but I also want them to be good people. I want them to, I know, not many of us are fathers, we got young guys, but to grow up and be good men, to be honest, to be to, to those kind of characteristics. But then more importantly is like how to actually grow wealth. I want the people around me to also be wealthy. I want to take everything I learned from John, everything I learned from the vault. The first thing we did when we got back from the vault was I wrote everything down and started training my guys on it because that's what my job is to do, I think. And, and I've experienced it because, you know, in the beginning, when I got into solar and I got into sales, I had no money. So it was all about me in the beginning. Like, how can I make money? How can I provide for myself? How can I become wealthy? Once you get to that point and you break past that and you have money, you, you have to start focusing on something else of like, I, I want to give this to somebody. I want to start helping other people. I want to start teaching other people and training. So that's what it turned into for me was like, okay, now that I have this, how am I gonna get to the next level? And then also how am I gonna help people get to the level I've been to and then continue to bring people on to the levels I'm going to? So yeah, we brought John out here to talk about wealth and, and, and taxes and other things and investment options to continue making these guys money. And that's, that's how you build, that's how Pat builds PHP is you give them more than what they, they came in there for, you know? Um, when you're teaching guys about mental health and fitness and how to create wealth and all these other things, who doesn't want to be a part of that company? You know, you're making good money. We're going to villas in Boca Raton on trips. <laughs> we've been to Vegas. We've been to Atlantic City. We've been to Lake Tahoe all just this year. We've been down here and then and Bahamas. And, and then you're learning and you're, you're getting better as a person. Like everyone in Plug PV, from the time they came in until the time they're in there now, every aspect of their life has gotten better. Financially, spiritually, physically, mentally, you know, so that's what I'm big on and that's why we had John come and speak because it's important. And like you said in the beginning, it's not taught anywhere else. So you gotta bring in guys from outside that have actually done it and that, and that can really teach it and who have been operators to show you how it's done and show you the paths and show you the, the exact strategies. Like what John shared with us today, it was like not, you guys should go take over the world and, and sell more solar. It was like, go buy this. You, you also can buy these things. And then you do this. And this is how you set it up. And it's like In real, actionable, serious yeah. things, you know? All right, so let's wrap it up then, I guess. John, <laughs> thank you so John, much for coming out, man. Thank you for coming out, dude. John, you are, you are amazing at what you do. And I'm, I'm so appreciative you came out. So thank you so much. And um, we'll see you next time on Two Dudes, Three Legs. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>